Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Matt on from Origin, and we're going to learn about the business case, or the use case, sometimes people call it the cost-benefit analysis, of why his uh, prospects become customers and uh, and what they do. So let's jump right into it. Matt, uh, do us a favor, the audience a favor, and introduce both yourself and Origin. William, thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here and share a little bit more about myself and what we do at Origin. I am one of the co-founders and I'm the CEO here at the company. Um, And we have a really simple business. We provide financial planning and financial wellness to employers. Uh, And we're offered as an employee benefit through, through the company to help employees understand and manage both their compensation, but also the benefits. So really everything that they're earning when they come into work. So historically, um, financial wellness, we're just going to kind of uh, wellness, wellness came and then financial wellness, people started to understand the importance of it. What, let's do a kind of a current state of the, of the market. What do you, you know, the things that you see, because you get to see the usage uh, of, of the products and you get to actually see what employees use and care about and all that other stuff. So you, you get you a really interesting vista. What, what are people using out of the financial wellness array of things what are they what are they actually consuming and using today the biggest thing that they use today is the very specialized and specific advice for you know your own family experience your own Mm. financial situation and this has really come as an evolution in the financial wellness world over the last call it 10 to 15 years the first versions of financial wellness were oftentimes free offerings from your 401k administrator, right. or very low cost offerings um, that were generally content based. So maybe um, you know documentation around what's a mortgage and uh, how to pay off student debt, maybe some videos on that as well. And the utilization on those products over the years has decayed because much of that is available on the internet, right? Like we could go on Google right now and, or YouTube and, and Google this stuff. And we could get pretty smart on those products by reading some really great uh, research and documentation around what these things are. And the opportunity that we saw at origin was getting specific. And so what that means is, all right, we understand what a mortgage is, or we understand what a loan is or, or equity or 401k. But what do these things mean for me personally? If I've just changed jobs, if I um, maybe got married, if I'm planning to, to start a family, um, you know, maybe there's been a liquidity event or an IPO at my company or a change in compensation. And with everyone's financial situation, if you kind of think about yours for a second, there's never just one thing when it comes to making a financial decision. There's usually a number of different components that are going to help us you know, make a decision or trade-offs. And that's what we do really well is we help employees understand the, the entire universe of, of making a financial decision and how their unique circumstances ultimately flow through into the best decision for them. Um, and that is stuff that you can't read about online. That's stuff that the chatbots can't do. Uh, and that human component is what employees really engage with 
in our in our product. Love this because it's it's highly personalized and it's bespoke. You know, it's it's not a cookie cutter. It's not it's not something you just you know hand out to everybody and they all use it the exact same way. How do you get? So first of all, I love that. How do you how do you get people to engage with that? So once you know uh, the CFO and HR and everybody has said yes, we need to do this. It's it's you know it's good for the health of our employees. It's ultimately good for the health of the company. They're going to be more engaged. We'll be able to retain them. There's a lot of great reasons for doing this uh, and making the purchase. Now, ring the bell. How do you how do you get employees to take advantage of it? Yeah, so there's a lot to that question. And the easiest way to conceptualize it is we really leverage our HR partners um, to drive awareness uh, to our product because it helps them. It makes their job easier. Right. So I think that most companies identify that they have a financial wellness challenge when people are coming in and saying, hey, how does a 401k work? What's the match? (laughs) Do we have an HSA? Tell me about that. Do we have an ESPP? And today the HR team has to field many of these questions. And so what we do is we come in and we say, HR team, what what are the big things at your company that employees are struggling with? And we launch with a big webinar. We talk about that specific item uh, and that drives a ton of just general awareness about us and oftentimes considerable amount of utilization. And then from their companies, you know, the HR team will, you know, put oftentimes our, our uh, access in their in their email signature when these questions come in about about these items. Rather than having to send them away or saying you have to speak with a financial professional, they direct them to our platform and say, "Hey, we have an awesome resource for you that can dive, you know, very deeply into the question that you have here." And so I think it's it's really at its core the reason why we drive engagement is because the people team are saying, yes, finally, I don't have to send people away or tell them to speak to a financial professional. I can take this off my plate while providing a really great resource for the employee that's actually going to help them out. Love that. And I'm going to, go, I'm going to get to platform in just a second, but let me ask a quick question about credit. Um, what's, what's, the, what's the responsibility from the, from, the, from the company's perspective of helping their employees either understand credit or understand their own credit, credit or build credit, et cetera. Like, what do you, what do you see there? Cause I mean, I know it's important with savings and life events, college mortgage cars, like all of that stuff. I get all that, but credit's kind of nebulous. It's, it's there. Um, and it's obviously important, but I'm, I haven't really been able to kind of reconcile the company's kind of part in either interacting with that or not. So I think that you know, really the, the, the reason why our company exists today is because there has been recognition on the, on the behalf of employers that the employees' problems are actually the company's problems. <sighs> yep. So you've seen that across the entire industry, right? That's why you have multi-billion dollar mental health companies. You have multi-billion dollar uh, fertility companies, childcare companies, continuing education. Why is that? You know, 25 years ago, the employer would say, hey, you know, you're not at the office, deal with it on your own. In the last, call it five to 10 years, companies have said, okay, well, this is kind of changing. You know, the, the problems that our people bring to work ultimately become our problems, Um, And if we want to retain these people and if we want to recruit the best people, we need to help them solve these problems. And then in the last 18 months, this has been accelerated significantly because people are now 
you know, not in the office at all. And so it's, it's a very obvious issue. We want to help employees solve problems so they can bring them, their best selves to work. And so I think credit's a good example of one that can be challenging for people. Um, you know, it really prevents them from accessing the traditional financial services industry at all. So even if you have a great financial game plan, if, if you're unfamiliar with, you know, the strategies to build good credit and the importance of keeping good credit, you're locked out of doing the things that are going to get you to the next level. So that's almost the table stakes component of financial planning is getting that set before you can start, you know, building the house on top of it. If you don't have that foundation. Um, and so I think it comes back to, you know, credit and many of these other kind of rudimentary financial issues are big time problems for people. And the statistics support that. So, you know, financial stress is the largest source of stress for adults in the United States. It's greater than job, health and relationship stress combined. Um, people who, you know, report mental health issues, 90% of them indicate that money made it worse. So these are like big, big time problems for people. And so employers are now recognizing like, okay, if we want to solve, you know, the core issues for our employees, a lot of it comes back to money. Um, and that's where we're seeing, you know, the demand and the uptake. And, you know, your initial question was, what's their responsibility? You know, the responsibility is, you know, it's, it's, it's ultimately good business for them at the end of the day, because they're going to have a happier employer, employer base. And if you look at any company or talk to any executive at a company, the people are everything, you know, without the people, there is no company. Uh, and that ethos has been really adopted across the board, at least at top performing companies. I love this because, you know, we're not taught personal finance. I mean, you typically you either learn it at home or, you know, you might learn it in, in a couple other places. But like in you know eighth grade, they don't teach financial, uh, you know, they don't teach personal finance. Uh, Y'all are bringing kind of an acumen and a financial literacy that I really like that again, it's, it's kind of, it's easy to enter as an employee and understand these things that are actually, it can be complicated, um, but they're not complicated once someone explains them and, you know, like it really kind of walks you through them. So I, I love the financial literacy and kind of raising, raising the bar for everybody, which I, I love. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the platform. Let's start with uh, like like the most basic thing. When you first show origin to folks, what do they fall in love with? The holistic nature of what we do is definitely the most important part of of our product. So, you know, the first thing that I was talking about when, when when you had me on here was was the fact that you can't make financial decisions in a in a silo. So, if we're talking about uh, buying a home. Okay, that's awesome. You know, you make $100,000 a year. You know, there's going to be a calculator that will show you roughly what, what amount of home you can afford based on that income. But there's a lot more that goes into that question. Um, you know, do we expect your salary to change? Do you, uh, you know, do you manage finances with a partner? Um, do you have any debt? Do you expect to have debt? When do you want to retire? What do your spending habits look like? Um, all of these things come into the question of, answering, you know, the really the primary question. And so what our platform does in, is an exceptional job of aggregating all of the data that we need to answer these questions holistically for an employee. Uh, and that is what separates our technology from, you know, the other folks in the space is that when an employee comes in, they can answer a ton of questions or really evaluate scenarios on their own using our software. And if they want to take that a step further, they're connected to a certified financial planner who now has all that data themselves. So if we get on the phone 
you know, I don't have to spend an hour trying to understand the situation as the certified financial planner. I already see all these things on my screen. I've got you on the phone. We have the question. And now we can dive right in and understand and plan and strategize. Uh, and that is really important to the employee. Now, on the other hand, if we think about our HR buyer, you know, there's companies out there that help with student loan repayment mm. or earned wage access or 401k advisory or investments. And, you know, look, benefits are a, a one piece of a very significant pie that the people team is managing. And so oftentimes what we're seeing is consolidation of benefits. What are the, what are the platforms that can knock out the entire category for us? And that was something that we learned very early on. Uh, was that company said, yeah, you know, student loans, uh, student loan management is great, um, but we have, you know, 10% of our employees are facing that challenge today. We need, we want something for hundred percent of our employees. And so that was something that we learned, you know, over two years ago when we started the company was when we solve this problem for the employer, it has to be holistic so that we can come in and say, look, your younger folks who are trying to create a budget for the first time and maybe rent an apartment for the first time, and they're getting health insurance for the first time, we can help them. Uh, we can help the people in the middle who are uh, getting married and starting a family. Huge financial considerations there as you start to kind of graduate from you know early 20s and your mid 20s. And then you know for the folks later in their career looking at retirement and strategizing around what, what government support is there and how they're going to maintain a budget as they get into the later years of their life. Solving that problem for the employer was, was critical. So this is a dumb question alert. Um, years ago, I studied Mount Everest. And kind of how people kind of approached Mount Everest, and you know, hit it. You know, you once you dig into it, it's actually quite fascinating. You know, it's a series of base camps. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not really climbing Mount Everest; you're going from one base camp to the next base camp, and then from that one to the next one, etc. So, is is uh, is finance in, in the way that y'all look at it? Uh, and really, what I'm kind of getting at is. Do you make recommendations for them if they've gotten to a certain place? Let's say they paid off their house. Okay. So then again, and it's bespoke, it's personalized. Is there is there a next thing that they should be like thinking about and doing? And there's another base camp that they should be hiking towards? Absolutely. I, I might I might borrow that. I love that. Uh, <laughs> It's yours now. <laughs> I think it's a good point. I think if you thought about climbing Everest and you thought you had to go from the bottom to the top, not oh. many people would start, right? Oh no, no, no! It's <laughs> it's, <laughs> that. it's no, that's terrifying. It, totally, and I think that money is the same way. Mm. Um, if you're looking at the destination and you're sitting there today and you're saying, "Jesus, how how am I going to accomplish that?" And that is one of the pitfalls of traditional financial planning is that mm. it's such a big you know, piece of meat that you've got to bite off that most people just say, you know what, I'll figure it out as it comes. And that, that's a, that's a shame because when you look at the compounding effects of just starting to do the little things and starting to put a a strategy in place, um, the compounding effects of that are very significant by the time you get into the later stages of your career. And so that's one of the product strategy that we have is let's look, let's meet with these employees. Let's answer their most pressing questions. And let's, then let's give them three things to do that are totally doable, that they can track, that they can accomplish. And as they do that, there's always another three that they can right. kind of come back and right, integrate right, right. what's next. If you hit them with 15 <laughs> out of the gates, yeah. you know, it's, just, it's too much. I'd rather do um, email. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think that the, the last point that I would make on this is that a financial plan is a, a living, breathing strategy. It changes, right? Life changes, right. things happen. 
And so there's no, it's not a static uh, strategy. It's constantly changing, just like, you know, your strategy would change as you, you know, climb Mount Everest when the weather changes. And so that is a really nice component of what we do is people are coming back constantly with these life updates, with these changes. Um, and there's always another strategy that we can help them with to, to kind of take the next steps and ultimately overcome what is oftentimes, you know, anxiety or stress around these things. And I think oh, that that's daunting. Yeah. It's been a huge thing that we hear from customers is like you alleviated stress, right? There's the hard ROI, which is like, this is a better financial outcome for you. But as significant is just this concept of, I was worried and I wasn't even approaching it because I didn't know where to start. Right. And so you have that low level stress and, and that's gone. Cause now I have the strategy, even, even if some people ultimately don't do, they know now what they would need to do. And that's really helpful for people. Yeah. It's uh, again, bringing that literacy up to a certain point and making it uh, palatable uh, because it's, it's, it's just these two things or three things. It's just these three things, just to go do these three things. And then let's check in. Let's see where right. we're at. And again, you're, you're moving them to a place, which I like. Um, two questions left uh, for me. One is the movement that you've seen. Again, y'all are y'all do a great job on the literacy side and getting people to understand complex and breaking it down and making it easier to understand and, and putting people on action plans. Um, this movement in payroll uh, in terms of daily pay or being able to, you know, check out at the end of your, of your shift, you know, not, not just for Uber drivers, but you, you're seeing kind of a movement in, you know, the professional, uh, the corporate world where accountants are getting to the end of their day and saying, yeah, I'd like to tab out and, and get paid. Part of me is terrified. <laughs> that, I mean, part of me, first of all, it sounds, it sounds great. And I, you know, love to have my money that day. Totally understand yeah. why that, but a part of me is terrified that they're going to go and waste the money or, or spend the money, not in like the best ways possible. So what's your, what's your kind of, what's your, what's your take on just kind of that movement in payroll? So I think it's a really good thing for two reasons. One is that, you know, just conceptually, I mean, the individuals earned it and, you know, is it the, is it the employer's job to gate, you know, how they spend their money? I think right. that that's, you know, a, a difficult question to answer. But the one thing that I think is certainly very good about, uh, earned wage access and daily pay is the fact that it prevents people going to alternative solutions yeah, like yeah, payday loans. Credit, which, yeah. Yeah. And that, that, right. And those are tough because, you know, kind of comes back to the core of this is a lot of people don't understand the implications of, um, of the loans that they're taking out. And so if that's you right. can have an impact on that, I think that that's fantastic. I think to your point, there probably is in, uh, increased prevalence of, of spending it more quickly in some instances, um, uh, but that has to be balanced against the reduction of predatory loans. So, right. you know, if we can reduce predatory loans and, you know, by a significant amount, but there's a slight increase in, um, you know, kind of ad hoc consumption, you, you know, that those will balance to some extent, but I do think that eliminating you know, the evil of, you know, multi hundred percent APR loans is a really good thing. Yeah. Um, and hopefully with the benefit like origin, you know, people can uh, receive the guidance on how they're spending and just understand the implications of spending. Um, right. But overall, it's, I, I feel that it's a, a strong positive. 
Yeah, and again, it's it's employee centric. So if you want your pay, great, you can get your pay, and and again, you, you know, as you learn what to do with that money, and you get just smarter about it, uh, you don't have to use those those uh, predatory. Anything we can do to get out of, the, in, out of that oh. business would be great. All right. So last question is is uh, it's always a fun question because it's, it, it's both easy and complex. It's your favorite customer story and without names, of course. Um, and it's one that, you know, because you started a company, you started with kind of a premise, a thesis, and you, you know, you've obviously, you've slept since then. Um, customers use origin and, and they use it in all kinds of different ways. And, and all of a sudden you wake up and some, somebody's done something really innovative. And you're like, huh, <laughs> didn't quite, didn't quite, didn't quite think of that. Uh, Should have, but didn't think about that. And then you're going to have a, hundreds of these to pull from, but you can even look at just last week if you need to, to make it easier for yourself, but your favorite customer story. That's a great question. I mean, I think that when you start these companies and, you know, many times people look at the statistics, they're very um, distant, right? 60% of people say money is their largest source of stress. You know, people who are stressed by money are twice as likely to leave their jobs. And, and with, there's distance between that and then the, and then literally seeing the actual response from the employee. And when you see the response from the employee, I think it drives home for me and for all of our employees and for our customers, like this is real deal stuff, you know, like you're really having an impact on people. And so there's a thousand examples um, running through my mind right now, but I think there's really two sides of what we do. One is alleviating immediate stress, like hardcore stress. That's usually around debt. Like, how do you get out of it and how do you put the strategy in place? Uh, and then the other side is, how do I set myself to do better? So like invest more intelligently or, or budget more effectively to, to save. Those stories are awesome. But I think the ones that really hit home for me um, are around debt reduction. One comes to mind where an individual had, I think, upwards of $50,000 on credit cards and just was bleeding out interest to the credit card uh, company. Uh, and we came in and we put together, you know, a pretty complicated strategy for that individual to pay that off using a variety of, of way, way less expensive resources, you know, home equity line, you know, proper loan from a bank. Uh, and we saved that individual many thousands of dollars. And the response from that individual, I think nine months later to his financial planner was like, you, you've literally changed my life. Um, and to see that it's like, you know, that's why we come into work and do what we do to, to help alleviate that stress and, and, you know, quite tangibly say we made this person's life like notably better. Like they wake up in the morning and they feel better because of something that we did that that's what makes it really rewarding to build a company like origin. And, you know, the impact that we can have across hundreds of thousands and millions of people is, is very exciting. I love it, Matt. Uh, thank you. Thanks for carving out time. I know you're busy. I appreciate you carving out time for the Use Case podcast. I love what you're doing at Origin. And uh, just thanks. Thank you. It was great. I've got my new Mount Everest uh, <laughs> strategy. I love that. That's yours. Done. I love it. Love yeah. it. Thank you so much for having me on. This was wonderful. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com. Thank you.